0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Sit, the podcast where three dog trainers spanning three generations share all our best tips from our personal experiences and reactions to basically anything dog related. I'm the token millennial, Alice Teal, and every week I'm joined by my Gen X and Boomer co hosts, Lynn Bell and Kim Tofer. Hey, everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Sit. I'm Alice Teal, and I'm here with our co hosts, Kim Tofer and Lynn Bell. Today we are talking about something that tortures every new dog trainer in some way, shape, or form house training. What about house training? Do you even know how to house train a dog? Um no. Pretty much. When does it? I think I know how to house
1: train a dog. Since since you and I just potty trained puppies, <laughs> maybe we maybe we better know how to house train a dog. It, it's been a while since we've had a potty accident, so I guess we were successful. Yeah. I haven't we haven't had a potty accident for quite a while. Let's see, Holly is Yeah, now... me neither. <laughs> <laughs> poodle! You're um, Let's
2: see, Holly's about eight months old, and we've we've not had potty accidents
1: for quite a while. But we just went through that whole, like, this last, the end of last year, both of us just did the poodle, the not the poodle, right. the, poodle. the puppy thing. Um, right, right. So refreshed Uh, you know and and we've like obviously pro trainers we've all done house training 101 a gazillion times um but every dog does it has little different quirks and things so even potty training your own puppy we can can run through the basics yeah let's
2: run through the basics basics and then talk about the troubleshooting
1: well i think the the fun thing is is that raising your own puppy helps you remember how to be um empathetic towards clients too but humble yes <laughs> humble yeah because they will Kim, put, do you know how to be a humble? Dog
0: dogs. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> she
0: doesn't know how to she doesn't do that. know how to be humble come on <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well yeah let's start with the basics and then let's move on to like troubleshooting because i definitely want to talk about troubleshooting and like the tortures that it was for me because my dog is seven and she just started or stopped having accidents about a year ago. Um yeah, that can be a, a problem. And especially,
2: you know, when you when you bring in a, an adult dog who maybe wasn't given the best um options as a younger dog. Um yeah she a was a dog that's been kept kenneled for a long time. well not even real, that she was a real struggle.
0: She was about two and a half when I got her. Um and she just was a nightmare. Like she just um I would think she's finally probably like completely housebroken and just wouldn't have accidents. And she'd do really great for like three months and I would give her some more freedom. Um, and then she would have an accident. Um, and it was like constantly, like literally, I think what, what saved her is, well, I was moving a lot. So I think she, she was struggling, um, but we can get more into that later. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cause I think we've all had some experience with some difficult house training dogs yeah. Um, as well as, you know, the, the plan, the original plan for house training is good for probably, I don't know. What would you say, Lynn? Like 80%. Yeah.
1: Most dogs are going to do be fine with just the general loose plan. I want to talk about this app too, that I used for my, this last puppy I did. What is that app that you use? So doggy time D-O-G-G-Y-T-I-M-E. Um, I. Uh, you, for years, decades, even, you know, you talk about one of the steps for potty training is to keep a log so that, you know, like, okay, when I fed the dog, when I watered the dog, when I potty the dog. So you kind of have a better idea of the dog's schedule. Um, and s- I had never looked at apps. So for some reason this time, actually, I think it was a student of mine mentioned it. Um, and I used, it. and I love it because suddenly I could keep a log by just pushing a button. Okay, the dog pooped at this time, the dog peed at this time, dog ate this at this time. Um, And then also it coordinated with my husband's phone. So while he kept night duty a lot because I was working in the mornings, um, I could wake up and go, oh, he pooped at one o'clock in the morning so he doesn't need to go right the second. Um, So it allowed us to coordinate a lot faster where we used to, previous puppies, we just kept a log on the refrigerator which when it's two o'clock in the morning, you forget to go over and write on the refrigerator. So um, it allowed us to keep a log, which does help keep you on track for, you know, if you know when it goes in, you know when it's going to come out. Well, that's, that's helpful when
0: you
2: have more than one person actually working with the dog. Right. Um, generally, I, I don't. I mean, I probably should keep better track, but generally I don't because I'm usually the one doing it. So I remember the... 3 a.m. get up take the dog out and what they did uh, because it was me
1: I don't know if I just have brain fog or what well all the kids uh, because of all the kids I'd be like when was the last time I did what's it? I do like it too because I could set a reminder to remind myself to let him because you know you get busy so I let him out at six o'clock and then I'd get busy throughout and suddenly I'd have a reminder pop up to take the dog out at eight o'clock nine o'clock well you know depending on what time you needed to go out um and pe- i don't always i wouldn't remember that i would get be too busy so i think a lot of people it would benefit for that like, i think so too yeah well,
2: but i, I we, think it,
0: you
1: could do both
2: ways really can I we mean, back it up a little bit, your, though? Your
0: uh, yeah. because right now we're, we're talking about like what to like how to time it and apps and stuff but how do you even manage it like how like start at the beginning, like, what do you do to prevent the dog from having, like, to know what schedule to bring them out at? Because I don't, like, when I first had Saria, um, I didn't know how often I was needing to take her out. I tried, like, two every two hours, because she was two, and I thought that would be fine, and I had to, I had to, like, cut it down to every 30 minutes. Um, So, I think managing and figuring that out first, um, yeah, would be a good, Place the, the answer to every one of your questions ever is what? It depends on the dog. <laughs> it depends on the dog. But how do you figure it out? How do you figure yeah. out? The time? I, generally I use start... crate training. I, I yeah, think training. then you
2: probably do too. Yeah. Um, the crate is always a, a helpful tool. Um, if you've got a dog that's soiling a crate um, after about like 30 minutes or so, that's that's my cue to talk to my vet. Um, see maybe there's a medical issue going on there Um, but I think 30 minutes is probably the minimum time I would expect a dog to be able to hold it even a young puppy
1: the general old school rule of thumb was one hour longer than the months of dog months of age so like a two-month-old puppy might be able to hold it three hours and and on up but So if I'm like starting a new dog, I might use it as a general base, but it's goes all over the place, right? Like it it might be a lot shorter. It might be a lot longer. Uh, Well,
2: a lot can depend on whether or not that puppy is super active or super anxious or has other things going on. I mean, if it's a very, very active puppy, um, most likely it's metabolism is going to make it have to go more often, right? If the puppy is in a very dry climate where it's drinking more water, might have to go more often. Right. Um, If there's any issues with parasites or illness, there may be a need to go more often. So you always have to keep those things in mind that if the puppy's not catching on, um, or an adult dog for that matter, if they're not catching on right away, there may be some underlying issues that you'll have to explore. Right. But in general, I do think we we crate for a period of time to uh, tolerance, I guess. And then take the puppy or adult dog outside and we let them go. But you go with them. That's one yeah. of my, my general rules is be there with them. I don't necessarily, I know some people recommend have the dog on a leash. Um, I don't necessarily do that, but I do try to keep them in a smaller area. I might use an exercise pen or... Um, you know, some way to sort of block them into a smaller area. So it's not like a huge explore fest while they're out there. And then I'll I, generally
1: expand that area as time goes. I tend to go on leash. And then if it's a dog that's like, oh, I don't want to go when you're watching me or I want to go with you right there. I'll put them in the next pen and I'll stand just back so that mm-hmm. when they do go potty, one of the rewards is now you can come play with me. We can go and And I think right. that's an important thing because too many people would like they'll stand out there for like 45 minutes and the dog learns oh the longer i hold it the longer we're going to be together right um so i'll stand out there and do the leash thing my puppy Um. i didn't do the x-pen separation thing i did with the doberman my doberman puppy had been taught to go potty on cement and i'm trying to get him to go on dirt instead instead of the patio so i had to put i'd put him in the X pen. he would not like i'd stand out there forever with the leash and he just would not go um so i put him in the x-pen and waited just stood just out of range when he'd go potty yay now we can come out you get to play with me right, him. right. Um, so definitely the reward is on. is helpful you know whether right. it's a verbal or
2: i i don't want them to do or rely too much on treats Right. Not for that basic function of, of going potty outside. I don't want it to become, you know, I would hope that it's somewhat rewarding just to have a opportunity to go outside and, and do your business um, and then get a nice patent, whatever from the, from the owner. But if
1: treats are necessary, I'll I'll fold them in. Jack needed treats cause saw no point. He was so interested in the leaves and the, you know, weeds. And yeah. I think that's where you flies. have to like
2: individually assess right. your right. puppy. If you're not, if your puppy's not really doing well um, with just the basic verbal, then you can, you can certainly add treats in. I think I did some treats with Holly early, early on. Um, she was yeah. having some accidents in the house and in the crate when she was younger. So I was really trying to reinforce that we were going outside again. We, I think we talked about it a little bit before, about house training in the winter um yeah. it it kind of bites uh but you need to go out there with them you need to put on your coat put on your boots and go out there in the snow with them and be able to reward them when they um at least verbally reward them when they
1: go well and how will you know if they're empty if you haven't gone and watched it right because they can always come like, to the yeah. door they're like oh I'm i'm done and they come in and now you have an accident and you're blaming the puppy Right. what's that right. what's that old trainer trick um you know if your potty if your puppy has an accident you should take a roll of newspaper and roll it up and bop yourself on the head I will watch That's my right puppy right. better um it's That's not right. the puppy's fault if you have an accident it's your fault for not watching them
0: better so um, right. what are there... some... yeah before we do that I'm... I do want to touch on like what if people because I know this is a super big thing right now um people who aren't comfortable using crates um just gonna say that yeah so there's all <laughs>
1: kinds of ways there, there's all kind of, i mean we, we could do another episode on crate training even um and yes, crates and in need general to. but yeah. um there's multiple ways to contain the dog i usually have done leash Like the dog's on a leash with me, the dog is in a crate, the dog is tethered, although tethering, obviously, you have to heavily supervise and usually only if the dog is in the room with me. Um, You could use dog runs, you could have them in a small room, although again, heavily supervised because we're not just preventing potty accidents. Um, But I generally explain to the clients that the crate is like their bedroom. Well, I know in like
0: certain, in certain areas, in certain countries, it's like illegal to use a crate now. Um, So that's kind of where I'm like, well, we can't, like crate training just isn't going to work for everyone. um, Because it's, I mean, I don't understand. I'm a big crate person myself, Um, (laughs) but. um, To do do house training without a crate.
2: (laughs) Yeah, to do house training without a crate is certainly a lot more difficult. You have to be supervising the whole time. Yeah, 24 like seven. So if your life's complicated, if you have a very busy life, if you work, if you have a lot of active activity in your household, if you have a lot of kids, if you have a lot of other people moving through that might be also be taking care of that, that puppy, um, somebody has to have their eyes on that puppy all the time.
0: Yeah,
1: you could go X pen so and can do it. Yeah, it's, yeah, doable, it's doable, but it's going to take you quite a bit longer.
2: I mean, I know a lot of people like to sort of keep the puppy confined to a kitchen
1: area or a yeah. bathroom, um, laundry room, something like that. You could do even the, like, any of the um, litter box type pads. What I'm not a huge fan of pads. Oh, God, I hate that.
0: I, I hate know, pads. But,
1: but but with my little pappy on, I'll tell you, he would not go. If it was raining, it was that little dog thing. Don't want to go outside. Um had to go down levels of stairs for him. He was just like, yeah, I'm not going to make that. So for him, it was a tray log, pad. He had to have, I don't even know if the product's still out there. It was a whiz dog. So it was a tray with the pad and then a tray on top. So that have to pee, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: you have to pee through. Um,
2: the, the, the problem with those different. is it can be such long-term behavior problems yeah. at that point, because then everything... know i've had clients call me and say i just don't understand what my dog is doing they're there every time there's a a newspaper or magazine laying on the floor they pee on it i don't understand yeah it's like you you use potty
1: pads right it might also when they were house training like your dog sees it as a potty pad i try to avoid it unless like the situation. or you could do the litter boxes i tend that's also why i did the tray thing because it's not it's Mm -hmm. a definite difference from just a pad on the floor Um, but what I think like places like high rises in New York, they don't have as much choice. Yeah. Like by the time they take a young puppy outside, it's too late. I I
2: had a, uh, and this wasn't really a house training issue as much as a, I don't know, convenience, I guess. And I think that's part of what we're talking about. Um, I had a dog who was, um, expecting a litter of puppies and i lived in a second floor apartment i did have balconies but um she had to go frequently in the middle of the night so i did instead of getting up getting dressed and having to go take her for a walk um i would i set up a basically it was the bottom half of a crate one of the plastic crates and i used some litter some actual cat litter in there and i was able to put it put that on my balcony and she could go out there and and pee there and then you know I didn't have to take her outside in the middle of the night in the middle of LA
1: for a walk yeah yeah i think if i think i try to avoid any of the pad things for total pure convenience because i think clients tend to overly rely and then it becomes a lifetime thing however for for general purposes i mean i i'll use like i said i use the tray thing for right. um the papillon and especially well, and if always, you have the high rises and those kinds of things yeah and
2: there's there's always medical concerns too if you've got an older dog who's yeah. becoming incontinent maybe can't hold it as long or you've got an illness where you know it's just a frequent you need to go all the time um right. sometimes that can really yeah, that can really help but as a rule, I, I do think a lot of times people are, I don't know, less inclined to um, have their little dogs yeah. you know, work through it. This yeah. is a problem that if that dog was a Great Dane, you'd fix.
0: Yeah. Quick yeah. Because it's a, it's a big old puddle that's like, right, you know, right. the size of an actual But because it's a like small a dog, and,
2: you know, you yeah. can wipe it up with a paper towel. It's, you know, they shrug and say it's not that much of an inconvenience, but it becomes a lifelong problem.
1: Well, remember um, and- too. I don't know if you see if substrates like I, I've had a lot of experience where I'm going. The substrate that the dog learns to go on in the first place tends to be their go-to. So, especially with the baby puppies, I'm like, while you might use a pad, I still want you to be comfortable going on dirt or rock or grass or what, wherever it, the substrate that they're going to use later. Um, right. Could be a thing.
2: I I think the other thing is I, I try hard to put my potty on command.
1: Yeah. Same here. um,
2: So that, so that when we do get to an unfamiliar substrate, that it can be an opportunity to learn something new.
1: Yeah. Plus it's good for like, well, especially with competition dogs or whatever, I need my dog to empty himself now so that I can go on. Right. Um, When I did studio dogs, same thing. You get a call. I need to be on set right this minute that dog needs to go on command right now. Well, if
2: if you're showing in almost any activity, if the dog follows the ring, you're excused, you're done. So you need them to, you know, complete their bodily functions before you get into the show ring um, or into the competition trial ring. So it's just important that I think that's where I think generally we pick up that potty on command. So just for fun,
1: what's your potty on command word? Um. (laughs) <laughs> I, can't remember. I think mine- jacks go potty right now but but most of mine was take a break take a break take a break is really common with the especially the bike
2: sports and the and the Studio patrol too. dog type thing yeah i use hurry up. up so i don't All have right. to go out there and say you know like make tinkies or something i,
1: I have a yeah, story up. with that i i had this big like football player guy, like this, and and he was like a, I think he was a pro football player, but he had this big, like muscular manly man guy, and he had a little like, um, what do you call it? Yorkie, and his body cue was make tiddly wink, <laughs> and it was okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to just watch him make Tiddly Wink. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, my, that's the funniest thing I've ever." You, heard. you can have whatever word you like, really. It was so funny though. I mean, it just cracked me up every time he'd say it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is fun.
0: <laughs> so- well, so what do you guys think? Like when when you're when people are struggling like hard, like the twenty percent. Um, yes, I know. My dog was in that 20% where she literally took five years to be 98% is probably what I would say now. She hasn't had an accident in like probably over a year now. Um, But I mean, she's seven and I've had her since she was two and a half. um, And the only thing that worked for her was going through and teaching her inside versus outside. So anytime um, I was going into, into a building at all, I would say, let's go inside Anytime we were going out of a building and it was a place you could go potty. It was, let's go outside. Um, And that is the only thing that worked like after five years of working on it.
2: My, my difficult dog for house training. um, Just learned once she was had access to a kennel so that she had a dog door that let her outside anytime she wanted to go. Um, Other than that, she spent about 10 years. Um, pooping in her water dish
0: oh my goodness
2: so you know even even dog trainers have some issues I mean she was in a crate and I would have a bucket of water in there for her and she would manage to somehow always poop into the water bucket um I don't know how she
0: managed that or why she she's staring
1: at you going what <laughs> oh, oh no I've seen I've hard. seen
0: that in my in my yeah. daycare um that I worked at there were dogs that it's would specifically really strange go out of know. their way
2: Yeah. Yeah. She would go out of her way to only poop in the water bucket, which was odd. And it was difficult when I had to have a dog sitter. I'd be like, okay, look, this is what's going to happen. She's weird. Um, (laughs) but it did take her a really, really long time. Um, and I have, I mean, I know this dog very, very well. I've had her since she was born. Um, and I know that she had some, some early issues when she was born that I think probably gave her some oxygen deprivation um, she was, she was born in a situation where she was not actually breathing and it took a while to revive her. So I, I do think there were some things going on with her. She had, she had maybe some issues with, um, grasping concepts, but she's really good at this point. She's, she totally understands what she's supposed to do, but it's taken a really long time. I think anybody else who had had that dog would, would, um, i really struggled with her and I'm not sure how, what her outcome would have been in another household. Um, I was continuously trying house training techniques on her.
1: It's um, kind of good though, because some people, I would almost think that some people like, oh, well, my dog just can't do this and just give up. Right. And, and that's really not how it has to be like, we can, you can make progress with almost any dog on that situation. My is
2: medical, Unless you know, medical. And then we address
1: that. Yeah, medical. yeah, And we
2: address that. If it's medical, you know,
1: you definitely have to
2: get your vet involved.
1: Uh, my problem dog liked to go poop in his crate. He would, you could stand outside for all day long. He would not go. And then he would come in, walk inside and poop in his crate. Such a pain in the neck, dog. Like he. So and he, he kind of learned that that's where he should go almost. Yeah, but he hadn't, like. He had been taken out every off, you know, often right. enough. It was just his, it seemed like it was his thing.
0: His I processing got, was
1: just off. Yeah. Somehow. That dog's processing was off in general. Yeah. In kind ways, of like mine. Yeah. My, my <laughs> bucket pooper. Yeah. He definitely had other like multiple issues where I was like, you are just, there's a screw loose in this. Um, but with him, it was, um I put, I I tried a few different things with him um, and ended up having the crate in a run outside um, and then blocked the crate so he couldn't get in it. So he would poop next to it. And we just ended up moving that way. But some of this is just problem solving for pro trainers that we can come in and go like, oh, let's try this. You know, you've heard, I've, we've talked about trainers. I don't know if it's a Mark Goldberg thing or anything that the straw in the crate, trick um where they'd like pile straw into the crate and somehow it'd help them keep it clean um there's just a bunch of different things that can be done to help well i think one thing we might want to touch on quickly too is the medical issues that
2: could cause you to have a house training problem certainly a urinary tract infection is is probably one of the most common for pee accidents yes Um, i suppose Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say that could that could move into kidney infections. That could move into um, other conditions where consuming large amounts of water, like diabetes, or yeah. um, there are certain tumors that produce or cause some leaching of the calcium from the bones, um, and then the kidneys have to work harder. So there's excessive drinking, which then leads to excessive urination. Um, those like kinds of things. Continents. Yeah, Spain continents for sure. I mean, that's that's just leaking, though. It's different than, I guess, intentionally going. But I guess you may not know that if you're yeah. if you're just parasites too. parasites are Parasite a, lot, a lot of the poop,
0: poop accidents can be yeah. parasitic in nature. Should we should we sit down and give Kim another 30 minutes to talk about poop?
1: <gasps> yeah, <She laughs>
2: One day, let's do poop. that.
1: I like poop. <laughs> um the I I've also seen um it can also be anxiety like I had my cocker had been potty trained his whole life and then um started it was a cocker I just oh it's a cocker thing um took him to the vet checked for you know all the stuff vet says I think it could be anxiety and I'm like that would be weird because he's my dog he's been my dog my whole the whole time he's like there's nothing different or changed in the environment we ended up putting him on an anxiety med not that I would recommend it oh like your dog's having potty accidents let's go put him on anxiety meds but for that it particular be. dog yeah it for that particular dog it did fix it and then we faded the meds on never needed it again so there's a bunch of reasons why you should take your dog to the vet unless it's a very young puppy um, that you're just teaching so really it kind of comes down to don't let them do that by confining them, keeping them in a watched or supervised, and then taking them outside, giving them the cue if that's what you're going to do, rewarding them for going outside. If you catch them in the act, let's talk about that really quickly. Because um, it used to be um, when I was like starting, my grandmother said, oh, I just take and rub their nose in it. Um, I'm not a fan. Let's not let's, do that. Yeah, let's not do that at you all. You just say, oops. Yeah. I, I would I like hey come on let's go and and I go oh cred I needed to let that dog out sooner I needed to watch their cues more I needed to and and just sort of interrupt it get them outside um, but that's where you screwed up right and you can you know hit yourself on the head with the newspaper but I, I think you can but don't hit your
0: dog with the newspaper you can no. hit yourself all you want you can hit your spouse head, all you want no I'm just kidding yes. please don't hit your spouse but I'll hit the spouse because he's
1: the one that forgot to take it out probably well there you go um, but I think if um I think the kind of the point for that is you can teach dog to then be nervous going potty in front of you. Right. I see the dog and then they go high. accident. Yeah. Like the like, oh, I got in trouble for the dog didn't understand they got in trouble for going potty because they have to go potty. They learn, oh, I got in trouble for going potty in front of you. So now Oh, I'm it
2: reminds high. me of something. What are the biggest problems? A client would call and say hey, my dog keeps going in this spare bedroom or in the dining room we never use. And, and I never catch them because they're behind the sofa or they're doing this or that. Yeah. Often caused by some sort of anxiety created by the owner correcting too harshly. And um, now they're hiding from you to go.
1: Yeah. So we want to be as like, non-punitive about potty training as possible and get them outside reward them heavily for going outside just prevent it get them to go outside um and and don't punish it if you do catch it just also clean up has to be done with an actual enzyme eater like don't perfume your pee because the dog still smells it might be enticed to go back there Um, Yeah. The important, the important thing is this is probably the first
2: training opportunity you have with a puppy. Um, We want to make sure that they love learning, even if it's just house training.
1: Right. The other really quick thing that I get a lot of is the dog, you know, they'll take the dog outside to go potty dog doesn't go potty dog comes back in and then goes potty. Um, I kind of reiterate again. They go potty before they get to go on their walk or get to play because the dog learns the longer I hold it, the longer I can stay outside. Um, And I'll usually like, okay, from crate or whatever, take them outside 15 minutes. If they don't go, come back in, wait a little longer, 15 minutes. So my dogs kind of learn to go pretty quick.
0: Well, my my also a huge thing that, that helped me too, um, and I always recommend, is to not walk around with your dog. on If right. it's on they leash and you're outside, you don't walk around and let them explore and sniff around the whole yard because right. that's literally just teaching them that they can wait. And, same thing. They could just wait mm-hmm. and get all the exploration they want versus if you take them on leash and then make like stand in one place, be a literal statue until they go, then you can let them off leash and that can be their reward where they get right. to sniff around. Yep. Right. Yep. I think
1: that's usually where or what I get is puppy wakes up. They let the dog get a drink before going potty. So now the dog goes outside, goes potty, releases the stuff that they've held overnight, but they've had a drink. So 20 minutes later, they have to go again. Yeah. So like just keeping kind of track of when it goes in, it has to come out also is helpful. So that's good. Some of our like basic potty training tips one oh ones, not everything, because we don't have time, but I think those are some of our basic tips, right?
0: Yep, yep. I think that's a great uh some great points we made. Um so thank you guys for listening. Um and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Talksit Podcast. And we'll see you next week.